Welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other co-host. I'm Tenant Mike. Yes, I am. Oh, good God. And of course, uh, that's not my real voice. I'm only putting that on as a little joke. Um, and I will explain momentarily why. I'm oh, I'm joke. sure people can't are at the edge of their seats wondering why. Yeah. But yes, uh, welcome uh, listeners uh, for another action-packed edition of our program. Uh, thank you for all of your support. <laughs> wow, what a start, Mike! Holy yes. smokes! Um, yes, th- thank you for listening, everybody. Um, you, you may know I'm a I'm a landlord. I own this building we're in here now, and Mike lives in it. I am your humble. Well, I'm not your servant. I'm your well, humble, you humble tenant. Are. Well, yeah. you were for a while. Remember when you uh, got a bit upset and you broke my uh, ankles? Yes, then and I, I made you pay me back by being my servant for a while. I was your servant. Yes, and you, uh, you. you and took... then I stopped having you do it because you liked it. I did like it. I, I didn't expect I would, but I did. Isn't it strange the things you learn about yourself as, as you uh, as you go about life? Yeah, it sure is, especially uh, mm. some of the things you enjoy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is fun, Mike. It's great to be here. Now, we're doing something a little fun and wacky on this episode <laughs> that people can't see because they only listen to um, this. The, they can't yeah, see what we're doing. Yes, unless they've uh, hidden a camera here in, in my apartment, which I uh, hope they haven't. Um, you know, in China, that's actually, I think, how the government does it. Um, it's a. It's turning increasingly into a surveillance state. Well, all I know is, if I had a rankings of people I'd want to sneak a video camera into their apartment to watch them, mm-hmm. uh, you would be at the bottom of the list, my okay. friend. I would not be super interested in what you were doing all day. Well, you're missing out. Remember but, Jenny Cam? Um, what is? I think you've talked about Jenny Cam before. Could you just uh, <laughs> refresh my memory? Well, I mean, some old internet people are going to remember this. One of the first big websites was Jenny Cam, and it was a woman called Jenny who just taped, she videoed every room in her house all day. And these sort of 1990s dads, horny dads probably, just watched Jenny all day, hoping to see her have a shower or whatever. Did she ever shower? Hell yeah, she would do everything on camera, everything. Fully nude. And I saw an interview with her probably on Inside Edition or Current Affair. Right. And she said, if you want to see nudity on the internet, there's a lot of other places easier to get it than Jenny Cam. But you can see some. Yeah. Can I ask, did you... Did you watch the footage of her taking a shower at the time on the internet? Or Mike, obviously. I mean, I watched I mean, Jenny do her thing. I mean, okay. she did all sorts of things. She probably had a few showers. I mean, I'm not... Because that's I'm an not gonna ethical dilemma. I, you know, I oh, God. So ethical did, dilemma. If you did, then... You're the kind of guy who, if you see, happen to see a woman changing in a window, you go, oh, should I look or not? I don't. Of course you look, Michael. That. No, no, I disagree. Anyway, Ugh. um... We have two different opinions. But um, anyway, where Back were to we? our fun thing. Uh, we were talking about how podcasts are not a visual medium. They are <laughs> an audio medium. Um, and so the listeners can't see, but we are so excited for Halloween that we are not dressed in our usual civvies today. We are test running our Halloween costumes. First of all, calling clothes civvies is really gross. Just throwing that I out there. I think everyone does it. Everyone Nobody calls to... clothes civvies. Well, I I don't know. If you, How do you feel, listeners? Tweet us at LTPodMess on Twitter. Well, anyway, point being, yes, Halloween is coming up, and mm-hmm. Mike had an idea that we should test run our costumes Yeah, because I'm a cautious guy. I don't like to you know dive headfirst into anything. I like to, you know... Uh, take take the room's temperature, if you will. So this week we are, yeah, test running our costumes, and it's it's uh it's it's pretty fun. It's kind of fun. Now, um, if you listen to the podcast, you might know I've been talking about um going to Slovenia to have surgery done to uh physically transform into more of a demon look. You know, red skin, right. horns, the wings, the whole nine yards. Just something I've always wanted to do. Um, so I thought, you know, that's going to be basically my permanent Halloween costume. I'm doing a test run of that. Right. So I've just magic markered myself red. I got a couple super glued horns on. I'm trying it out, seeing how I feel, walk around in it. And 
hand, you're forgetting you have those those wonderful little fangs in your mouth. I do, yeah. Cardboard, or are they... No, it's plastic. Come on, I'm not cheaping out on this. So, you know, just walking around in it, seeing how I feel, dressed up as a demon. You look good. Thank you, yeah. And um, how about you? How are you finding your costume? What, why don't you tell everybody what your costume is? Okay, so yours is pretty scary. A demon, of course. Demons live in uh, hell. They do? Um, so I'm not... Um, it's not a scary costume, but it's a sort of literary costume. Um, uh-huh. I am dressed up as the Charles Dickens character, Oliver Twist. Mm. The famous uh, child, you know, street urchin pickpocket falls in with the wrong group of boys. Uh, and you know the 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 Fagin character who's so mean to everyone, and uh, yeah, who? so I'm dressed here. I'm wearing a filthy old overcoat. I've blackened my some of my teeth out, and um, you know I've got some scarves on, and um, no shoes, no socks. I'm running around the streets like a little yeah, as I, I said, say street I'm a fan urchin. Of that. I'm trying to recreate the. Uh, Sounds and smells of Victorian London right here in my apartment. Yeah, it you know? stinks in well, here. What well, the hell? May I finish <laughs> explaining what I'm doing? So I'm not bathing because in Victorian London, especially a person of, uh, you know, if you're a street urchin like Oliver Twist would not have access to a shower or a bath. And so I'm, I'm quite uh, ripe, I guess is the word I'd, yes. I'd use. Uh, I'm you not stink. using my toilet, so I've got a sort of... Um, Chamber pot system set up here for number ones and number twos. Um, I'm using actual, my actual cooking pots, uh, and I'm tossing the the waste material out my window just like they did back in those days. And um, no, I'm not I'm not pickpocketing people on the the subways or the buses, but I'm practicing, you know, sleight of hand and and all those Mike, things. It's a costume. Yes, you don't have to crap like the person. You're dressing up as. I'm not going to take my advice from a man who uh, colored his skin red and has uh, fake uh, devil's horns coming out of his. Well, skull, if we went actually. into a club tonight, who do you think's more likely to talk to to get well, a girl I to talk wouldn't, to? I wouldn't be able to not, answer that question. You know, oh, I, know. I stink because I'm recreating well, 19th century London. Well, not people, that. I mean, that's a gothic thing. I, I bet goth. A lot of goths would would be into my smell. Ah, oh, boy, oh boy, gothic. English culture. So you're 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 yeah. who is it? Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist. Have you read the book? No. Mike. Wake me. Let me know when it's a VR program. Now that maybe I'll check it out. Dickens World VR. I bet that would make a billion dollars, right? <laughs> you go to a place, you put on the helmet, and suddenly you're in the Dickens World. You know, I think that would be great. Yeah, I'm sure it'd be really good. Anyway, we've talked enough about our costumes. We should mention we have a Patreon. We do. And we'd love for you to support us on Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash landlord tenant. That's right. And um, we haven't done bonus episodes for a bit, but because we drop below our, our the level, there's like a level when we do bonus episodes. Yeah. So, so we'd love to get above so that So if you again. want those, then you gotta, it's, all, it's all the listener's fault. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you so much. And moving right along, I think it's time for What's That Smell Beyond Me? I Smell a Segment coming up. Let's do a segment. Uh, and this one is a segment that's actually inspired by something that happened in the news this week. That's right. Um, Martin Scorsese. Marty. Marty. Yes. He said that um, he doesn't think Marvel movies are real cinema, right? That's right. Yeah. Um, he said that the, the closest thing they, that they come to, in his mind, are uh, theme parks. Hmm. And I have the actual quote here. He said... It isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to another human being. And I assume he said that in New York City. Yawn! Right, so he doesn't like Marvel. What does that even mean? Yeah, he doesn't like Marvel movies. He doesn't think they're real. So we thought it would be fun if we did a segment uh, called The Landlord and Tenant Podmess Presents. Here are some ideas that Marvel can do so that Martin Scorsese likes your movies. Perfectly named and uh, a great segment idea because, you know, it'd be nice to have him on the same page with everyone else. And it'd be nice to have him on this podcast, actually. (laughs) Well, Tiff Tiff has come and gone. Nice work, dude. Maybe next year. He's Hmm. a Tiffer. Yeah. Here's uh, one way that uh, Marvel could get Scorsese to like their movies. Hmm. How about stop stealing ideas from him? 
Oh, okay. A lot of people don't know that, know this, but you know that thing where Marvel has little scenes after the credits? Yes, yes. You stick around for after the credits mm-hmm. and they have a little bonus thing, usually pretty lighthearted. Well, they stole that from Scorsese. Is that so? And he's so? pissed about it. That's right. They did it in Taxi Driver. Really? And after the credits in Taxi Driver, there was a little scene where De Niro is in a mirror and he goes, huh, I guess in the end, he really was talking to me. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, you have to stay after the credits for all the Scorsese movies, and then the characters say a little fun thing. So he invented that. Yeah, he did, and Marvel wow. stole it. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Shame on you, Stan Lee, uh, who I believe is, has since uh, passed. He's dead. All right, my first idea for Marvel to get Marty to love him is, how about this? You know, Martin Scorsese, uh, you associate him with uh, New York City, the Lower East Side. He's an Italian-American, obviously. And... Um, I've seen a bunch of his movies, and here's something I think that Marvel could do. Make a Spider-Man movie, but Spider-Man is Italian. Okay. Right? So we see, here's the movie. We see Spider-Man in an undershirt, and he's sitting down at a table. uh, You know those tablecloths, the gingham? Yes. The iconic uh, checkerboard, you know, red and white uh, tablecloths. And he sits down there, and he eats a great big bowl of spaghetti. Right? And that's... For the first 40 minutes of the of the film. Okay. And then at the end of the movie, he looks straight down the barrel of the camera and sings, That's Amore. And then we see him in the end, he goes to uh, to church because he's Roman Catholic. Okay. Okay. That's a good one. Um, here's another way Marvel could get uh, Scorsese to approve. How about the next Black Panther is narrated by Ray Liotta? Oh! You know, it could be like... Uh, right. Welcome to Wakanda. Kind of a crazy place. You know what I mean? I think it could fit with the whole aesthetic and right. you know, be kind of interesting. Maybe maybe Leota's in Wakanda and he's yeah. kind of talking to the camera, you know. This year's, you know, uh, the right. spaceship they built. Can I go a, a step further with your idea? Maybe sure. Ray Leota could play Black Panther, even on the screen. I don't know if we want to go there. No, no, let me finish my thought. Martin Scorsese has worked with him. He probably likes him and he knows yeah. him. Anyway, it's just an idea. Okay. Uh, my next idea to get Martin Scorsese to adore and love uh, Marvel movies, because he said he didn't like them. Uh, how about this? The next Thor movie, throw Chris Hemsworth back to Australia, where he belongs, and we recast Thor to be played by the one, the only, Bobby De Niro, right? Okay. And I see the look on your face, and I, you know, sure, is Robert De Niro 76? Yes, he is. But he's still got a fire in his belly, and I think he'd do a great job. Just imagine him wearing that that special Thor hat mm-hmm. and those tights, and, you know, you'd have to hit the gym a bit. Sure. To get, you know, ripped and get in shape. But imagine this, right? We see Thor, and what's what does he always carry with him? A hammer. Right. So he has Robert De Niro holding the hammer, and he turns to the camera and says, I'm going to swing my hammer. Little bit, okay, right, okay, because he—that's the way he talks. That is, yes, yes. Meet the Fockers. Remember that one? Oh, yes, I do remember. Yeah, that. he plays yeah. a CIA former CIA agent. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they made a new Fockers movie, and we got to see Robert De Niro's CIA. No, wait, character. he was in Meet the Parents. The Fockers was Dustin Hoffman. Oh, Dustin Hoffman and Bette. Sorry, Midler. everybody. Oh, we're so sorry. <clears throat> yeah, no, that's good, Mike. Um, here's my third and final suggestion for how mm, uh, Marvel can impress Scorsese. Yeah. In the Marvel movies, more arguments about shine boxes. I have watched every Marvel movie in preparation for this segment. Uh-huh. There's not one, not one argument about a shine box. Not even a mention of a shine box. Wait, even in the Avengers? Not one. And uh, I think if, you know, you could get, I don't know, maybe... Um, maybe like uh, Iron Man accuses the Hulk of you know to go get your shine box something like that. You know, it could it could go a long way. How do you think it would it would sound? Uh, go get your shine box. I don't know if the Hulk yeah. talks like the new Hulk doesn't really does he talk like that? Maybe who plays I don't know. the Hulk? Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. I think he's top top five handsome guys in Hollywood. If I were him or his agent, and I'm not, you know, I'm not obviously. I would just yeah, say, change your name, Mark, to make it easier. Put a B in front of your last Mark name. Buffalo. Mark Buffalo. It's easier to remember. I wonder if when he's in the throes of passion with 
whomever he does it with. The lucky lady. If, or, or a guy. Or a guy. Well, we don't know. If that person goes, ooh, Ruffalo the Buffalo. You know? I wonder. In the bedroom. I guess. And he's like, I sure am. Yeah. Anyway. So my third and final idea to get um, Martin Scorsese to like Marvel movies. And it is a problem. They could use the extra revenue that he could provide. Yes. Right? Here's my idea. Hmm. So Martin Scorsese, aside from his narrative films, he has made a number of documentaries, mostly about uh, 60s uh, musicians or bands, right? He's made uh, No Direction Home about Bob Dylan. Mm -hmm. He's made Shine a Light about uh, the Rolling Stones. He's made a George Harrison documentary. So here's how you hook Marty. The next Wolverine movie, there's no action. There's no fussing or fighting. We just see Wolverine make a documentary about The Who. Oh, okay. British cool. 60s legends. So Hugh who. Jackman, he's Wolverine. Yes. He's gritty. He's hairy. He's got those knives coming out of his hands. Yeah. And he's just, what, in an editing studio? He's in an editing studio. And then we see him interviewing, you know, Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey about oh. what it was like, you know, being in The Who. Maybe ask what was up with the, that uh, Pete Townsend's computer. Oh, well, that could be. You might want to go there. That could be a huge section of the movie. Yeah. Right? You know why? He said it was for research, but mm, I don't know. Interesting. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd love to see Wolverine uh, talk to Pete about that. <laughs> But also we'd you know hear, we'd hear the stories behind the tunes right, and Wolverine could you know ask Pete Townsend and Roger Daltrey you know about Tommy, uh. <laughs> about you know won't get fooled again, sure. uh, about how they got involved in the CSI shows. Yeah, cool. So Wolverine's just sort of what like wearing casual clothes and like a little ball cap or something. Yeah, just sort of chatting off camera, chatting off camera, mm. and getting to the you know getting the definitive version of the Who's story up on the screen. <laughs> Very good, Mike. Yeah. Very good. Maybe we should have led with that one, because it might have been the funniest one well, there. Well, I don't know. Um, okay, and that is the Landlord and Tenant <laughs> Podmas present How to Get um, Scorsese to Like Marvel Movies More. Yeah, it's a great uh, segment, and I've got a feeling we're going to be doing this segment uh, uh, every week. Off, every week from every now Every week? Yeah, it was very good. Uh, okay, well, why don't we take a break and come back with our guest? Welcome back to the show, everybody. We've got a great guest this week, so let's get right to it. Our guest this week is a Toronto comedian, actor, and human being. Please welcome to the stage, Sandra Badalini. Yay, how's it going? Hi, Sandra. Hi, how's it going? Good, thank you so much for coming to Mike's apartment and coming here. Sorry that we're dressed so strangely, but uh, Halloween, you know, coming up. It smells really thick in here. Yes, thank you. Building's in a bit of disrepair. It is, not very nice. But I, it's the sign of the times. Yeah. Welcome to the big city. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, the apartment buildings are bad. Weird tenants are pooping in buckets. It's just ugh, the sewer 2019. Systems, yeah. Sewer systems are not what they used to be. Right? Well no. said. Yeah. Well said. Not very nice. So yeah. when we when uh, we were we were chatting off air, and uh, you were saying uh, last night uh, you went to the movies. Yeah, I went to the movies. And so we've got to ask you the question because we're recording during the big opening weekend for Joker. Did you go? Did you buy a ticket to see Joker? No. So the idea was let's go to a movie. Uh, you know, and my friend Phil wanted to see Hustlers, and I was like, right? Why not? We'll get high. Um, <laughs> But we we had a really short timeline. And then when I got to Phil's house, they had made like salads. So we ate salads and then we're like, okay, let's Phil walk. Phil made a salad. Yeah. Okay. Phil made salad. A pre-movie salad. It was great with two boiled eggs. I mean, what are you going to do? Ooh, was, cob. Yeah, it was unreal. It was unreal. Was it a cob? I, a cobish. I would say cobish. Okay, okay. So, uh, you know, and then we walked to uh, Market Square um, okay. And then the movie had already started. So oh. then we were like, oh, you know, we're like, oh, let's watch. What about the Joker? Right. And it was sold out. It said, you know, when you go to Market Square, right. I don't know if you've been, but there's no people to interact. I mean, there are no cashiers. It's just machines. Yeah. And I'm oh, like, boy. I really like Market Square. You know, I like going to the theaters yeah. that are not the. You know, the big hubaloos, 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 yeah. Now, that kind of frustration of not being able to find someone to talk to and only machines, that's the kind of thing that would drive someone to do the kinds of things the Joker does, like drive you insane. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Not really, man. And then so then we wa- then we were like, let's walk to let's go to you know, it was all the timing, right? You're trying to you're trying to juggle a bunch of things. At Young and Dundas, Hustlers played at nine fifty, and that's what we went to see. Did you see Hustlers? Yes. Now that is the J Lo stripper movie. Yeah. Whoa, what's it like? And she's, she's fifty. Her body is literally <laughs> unreal. That's great. Wow. She does like. I mean, if they didn't show, are we allowed to be graphic? In Hell this? yes, like, I encourage they, it. Like, yeah, because I, I was like, are we gonna see like Cooch like at a strip club? <laughs> All right, <laughs> but basically we did. We almost did. It was just like it, it, we just didn't. You know, you know, they were wearing the bodysuits. J Lo didn't you... show her her boobs, ta- her ta- boobs. Uh, but Lizzo and uh, Cardi B. Cardi B had flowers on her nipples. Right. Okay, but Cardi B and Lizzo. I was like, here's the thing. I'm literally done with. Hollywood, I've, it's peak. Hollywood. No, don't say that. Yeah, it's uh, what's going on. So, or, or, how so? What the goddamn hell is going on? Oh, you mean because they're not actors; they're musicians, and they're in a movie I, for their I, names. No, I mean, I just feel like, look, I think the story because it's based on you know a true story hmm. would have been way more interesting if it had been a little bit grittier and 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 you saw like actors you <laughs> yeah you saw Coosh, <laughs> but actors that were like, I mean, not to say, I mean, J Lo's character. I liked it at times, but it was just a bad script. You know how you know how it goes. Mm. Oh yeah, right. it starts with yeah. the script. You don't mm-hmm. have a good script, you're fucked. Can I? What what was the loose plot? So it was a lot of looseness. Basically, <laughs> here's the thing. Oh, this is this is what it was. It was about a group of strippers who, after the stock market crash, um, came up with a scheme to uh, get like go to bars and just charge men's credit cards with like all sorts of money hmm. and then they would and then they would sometimes take them to the strip club i don't know like that part i wasn't i was like i don't know they didn't really explain the scheme which was the you know which was the most interesting part so these women were just making a shit ton of money sometimes they'd make a hundred grand in a weekend so they're using their, their stealing sex yeah sexual allure to take advantage of well, men sexual allure and mdma and and ketamine whoa those so are they two drugs yeah, yeah, you know about. Yeah, oh yes, absolutely. I take those pretty much every every weekend. But. First time I was with, I saw, I understood what ketamine was, and I was with a group of people. I'm like, why, why do you want to be like a horse? What, <laughs> what do you, what do you do? What is this? Yeah, are you going to the racetrack or what's, uh, what's, Wait, what's is, up is here? Is ketamine a horse thing? Yeah, it's a horse tranquilizer. Oh wow! I know. I mean, you want to be a horse? It's like you're not even be you're, like you're dumb. You're, 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 you know. Uh, Modifying, I mean, calming the horse. There are better calming ways. If you want to be a horse, here's an idea: um, uh, put a leather bag behind you when you walk around that you can poop in, or um, <laughs> eat eat oats every day. Uh, these are, I'm just coming up with ideas off the top of my head. But you, you my see where rule I'm going. is: if you're not hung like a horse, you shouldn't take medication like a horse. Exactly. Okay, and if you are, go for it. I'm sorry for that. So that's what they uh, would. That's what these women would do. They would like. They would. You know. They. Drug them out and then just charge all sorts of shit on their credit cards, but I don't know. I was like, "Did you have a debit machine?" Like, I- so I'm sorry. So is this at a strip club? So men come in a strip club and they meet a stripper and then they not always. So, so this was after the financial crisis. Like it starts off where the girls are like work in the club, you know, right. and then the, the stock market crash happens and. And then some of the girls have to take other jobs, and then they're you know it's too like they're tired of it, huh. and then they and then they um, come together and start to do this scheme. Yes, it 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 would go like they they'd meet them maybe at a bar and be like, hey, let's go to the strip club. Ah, and then they, I think they would charge okay. up people's cards that way. But then there was a time where they were like, we can't we can't do the strip club anymore. We're just gonna straight just go straight to these dudes, huh? I mean, I just wanted. I was more interested in like the scheme. <laughs> I sort of thought it was a heartwarming story of these strippers who they should have called it the devious fifty-year-old stripper. That'd be a better name for, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the movie. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, <laughs> I just, I'm just like, it was, it, it was also too, too much glam, like too polished, like mm-hmm. you know, clothes, look, like it was. I don't know. Like I said, it's peak Hollywood. Everyone, Hollywood right. is literally on the cliff. They, they might have fallen. <laughs> and I'm just... Don't give a hot 
sack of dicks anymore. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Was there a, a, a difference in the way the crowd going into Hustlers looked uh, from the way the crowd going to see Joker looked? I, I didn't measure, but I wish I'd had. Okay. And, okay. I, and I would imagine that it would be it would be very different. Which um, <coughs> pardon me. Ooh. Which because uh, we're in the middle of an election campaign right oh. now in Canada, and uh, which uh, which candidate do you think has the best uh, platform for for the arts and and, and clowns? Isn't that you, so? That's Who funny you think the Joker you would vote for? Did you did you know that I was? That's so funny that I literally like. Do you, are you just saying this out of the blue? I'm saying it out of the blue. Hilarious. Okay, so. Um, we we have lobbyists, right? The Canadian Association of Stand-Up yes, Comedians. Yes, Sandra is oh. the president of the Canadian Association of Stand-Up Comedians. That's what it p- says. I, I like to call myself a co-founder. Okay, I sorry. Like ex- no, no, no. Don't be sorry because on the website, I think it says president. I like executive committee, very communist. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess the president. You know, a con- according say, to a constitution and bylaws. You're our first president we've had on the pod. Uh, yes, so that, yes, that's so true. Congratulations! Thing. Even though if you're not comfortable with the title, it's. Still... I was also the president of the Italian club in uh, in high school. Oh, oh shit! Cool. Yeah. What did you guys do as a <laughs> tangent? We would come to Toronto. I'm from Sudbury, so I grew up in Sudbury. So we would come to Toronto and do an Italian trip. Really? And we'd go to the opera and go to St. Clair and College <laughs> Street and, and shop. We go to Italian restaurants. Like we would go to the, yeah. Wow, Anyways, that's uh, cool. is there a big uh, Italian population in Sudbury? Yeah, which that's is where Italians would have got went first to really? be to work the nickel mines. Yeah, well, in in nickel and forestry, so late eighteen hundreds, hmm. those migrant wor- workers, you know, worked up north, and then right, um, yeah, and then you know they were building the railway, and they discovered nickel. Not the Italians, who knows? I don't know. I'm going to say they did, but, <laughs> sure. but they did. They discovered nickel. And then they, you know, opened up the mines there, and that's where Italians went first. And then, you know, th- then they came to the big cities later. And what was it? Uh, I'm interested in the idea of an a, Italian day trip, or was it a weekend trip? Weekend, because it's pretty far from Sudbury. So you would it's see operas, and you'd go to restaurants, yeah. and the, like walk around the like Corso Italia <laughs> or yeah. Little Italy. Yeah, and we would maybe like I don't remember all the activities. Chin but picnic. Was, oh yeah, the, if Johnny the, Lombardi. Oh Johnny Lombardi. Yeah, that we wouldn't do that because that was summertime, I think. But yeah, we would go to an opera. We'd go to an Italian restaurant. We'd maybe go see a play. I don't know. There was a few things. That's cool. Yeah. It's funny because I, you know, I've, Italy is so beautiful, and you imagine like. Italian people in Italy and like you know living that life, and then Sudbury feels not like Italy yeah, as a place. It's not. Yeah, it's not. In fact, well, so where the Italians first um, no offense settled. To no, yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> but Sudbury's so beautiful. It's really you know what crazy. I've never been. I shouldn't. Have it's really it. stunning. I'd like to apologize on behalf of uh, for James's words I just about Sudbury. It doesn't seem like I'm no, like Italy. Not. Probably. Not. Here's a question. Sorry, I keep interrupting, no. but. We all know it. It's the elephant in the room. Famous uh, late Canadian songwriter and singer, Stompin' Tom Connors, one of his biggest hits was Sudbury Saturday Night. Did he make any sort of overtures to the Italian population of Sudbury? Is there an Italian version of that song? No. Okay. (laughs) Unfortunately, no. But wouldn't it be neat if there was? I know. (laughs) The Italians, like, you know, you think about in in the culture of Canada, where are they? Uh, North Toronto? Huh? Well, Woodbridge. But it just mean like even I mean in the popular oh, culture. You didn't like, mean physically. You know, t- uh, <laughs> you know, sh- TV shows or characters. May I say Gino Vanelli and the guy who played Joey Jeremiah? Yeah, there's a lot of Italian. Like, listen, there's a lot of Italians. But do you know what I mean? You're saying that maybe there should be like a representation. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Alex Nussbaum were having this conversation yesterday about how like you know even like you know a Jew- Jewish characters in. In TV, it's like yeah, and I was like, and then I'm like yeah, and there's no Italians either, or at least it's not it's not represented. So it's mm. it's very interesting. Like there's a lot, there's people in Italians in Canada that have a real gripe about this. Interesting, but, really not represented. There was a Montreal well, sitcom though, wasn't there about like people in Little Italy in Montreal a few years ago on CBC? Yeah, the, yeah. What was I don't know. Oh, God, I don't know. Terrible. I think it was bad. <laughs> it was probably terrible. But the, at least okay. At the very least, bad blood. You know the the, the oh, show. Oh yeah. Which is great. What's that Kim guy's Coates? name? Kim Coates. Oh, my a, mom loves Kim Coates. Does love she? Yeah. That show's great. I could see him being hot. But if at you're... least. At least, what's that? I was, well, Mike was saying his mom has a crush on Kim, Kim Coates, and I was saying yeah. I could see if I was an older lady, he would be hot. 
Oh yeah, he's got that bad boy thing. He's got that goatee. I find him attractive. Sounds okay. like you like him already, I mean, James. <laughs> yeah, I, I find him attractive. I know. He's not Italian. I'm though, in my forties. Is the no. problem? No, but it, but at least the show, and and you know, again, people Italians would have some, especially Italian academics would have issues with the content of the show because. Really, when it comes to Italians and culture, it's always mafioso. But yeah. at least for the first time, here's a real story right. about Canada. And Dude. it was about Italian. So that's cool. I that's shouldn't cool. say there's no Italians in popular culture, you know, in Canada. But uh, yeah. Are the Levies Italian? I don't Shit's Creek? think so. I don't think so. Is Eugene no. Levy Italian? <laughs> he could pass for one. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. we're so close, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I went to a Catholic high school that was very Italian. I would oh. say 90%. Are you from here? No, north of Toronto. Oh, okay. And so uh, oh. all my friends were, everyone I knew was Italian, basically. And there was kind of the people who were, um, you know, um, you know, more of like the dance music kind of yeah. band guys. <laughs> but then even the ones who were like rebelled against that and were like rockers and heavy metal people were also Italian. Too, it was uh, it was it was wild. Sounds so, like a civil war. It was. So I created a show called Gino. And it's <laughs> about this. It's about this this guy, this Gino, this Italian Gino, who claimed that him and his friends coined the word Gino. So it's like yeah. a nineteen, you know, because in in the states it's um, Guido and uh, ah, the Guidos. The Guido. And, and here it's Gino. One? Guido. Oh. Yeah, here it's here Gino. It's Gino. I, I mean, I don't know. It's maybe not okay to say, but that was what we said in my high school. Whatever. Was that the said. word that you the were Gino's dancing and, around? Well, before. yes, there were the okay. Genos and the, the non Genos, but and the Genos, but even the non Genos were Italian. It's just the Genos were Genos. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm yeah, trying so, to say. So this show I created was about this. Like he, he's 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 a 40 year old um, uh, club owner, okay, and yeah. he has a mid, he has a crisis, <laughs> and he doesn't want to work, do the club anymore. He's tired of the club, and he realizes that he discovers that he has this talent for writing. Um, uh, uh, what do you call those romance? Um, Harlequin, Harlequin like style romances, because <laughs> right. he he can always pen a great letter to a woman, yeah, and then right. he decides to read to, to write like this series called The Stallion of Desire. So that's <laughs> so that's that's my show. I, like I pitched that. it. I pitched it around. You know, people really there were a few people that really liked it, but then you know, in the end, in Canada, nothing ever really gets made, mm-hmm. or right. very little. It's changed. I feel like maybe the- maybe you need to get. The son or daughter of an already famous uh, Canadian person in entertainment to uh, become attached to the idea. Maybe yeah. um, Dan Aykroyd Jr. or uh, <laughs> Joe Flaherty's daughter or, you know, someone from SCTV. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that that would be, I mean, it would be nice if they were Italian. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't okay. mean that everyone in Gino in Gino are, is Italian. I love that it's called Gino, right? Like yeah. I think though it would be just I want to I still want to make this like it's such a ridiculous because it cuts to the it cuts to this to the the romance the Harlequin romance like the storyline is like what's happening but also the romance and it's ridiculous. Is he is it set in Toronto or Sudbury? Yeah. Toronto? Toronto. Yeah. And is he a man who is uh, how should I put this? Uh, experienced with ladies uh, absolutely <laughs> so that and feeds he into wants his... and he is he like his deepest desire is to be with gina who's the <laughs> who's who's the the co-check woman slash uh clothing designer um but her rule is that she wouldn't she, she her rule and only rule has always been i'll never fuck a gino then, <laughs> oh boy! And in the pilot, they have sex. I'll never fuck a Gino. Yeah. Wow! I'll never, but so Gino will never fuck a Gino, and then yeah. <laughs> I I grew up well, well like my. Um, if you guys want to read the script, like the yeah, the, the please, like the I have a script. You know, let's I don't read know it on the on the on the air. I don't know if anybody it, in this building that you operate, you know, yeah, is yeah, executive. We probably have a few. Yeah. <laughs> I when I left high school, I. Like I was so immersed in, um, I mean, I feel like maybe I shouldn't keep saying the word, but I was so. Are you saying that you're an Italian? No, but I was so immersed in that world that it was weird leaving it and being like, "Oh, the whole world isn't that sort of." uh, (laughs) Then you should maybe Gino culture. 
<laughs> it was honestly a change for me. Like, oh, I, and I, I was should... not like that, so I always felt like a bit of a misfit. So, right. So it was mm. like, um, what do they call that? Like culture shock. A little bit. Right. A little bit. Yeah, I think you might. You would qualify as a character in in Gino. <laughs> oh, <laughs> totally. I could be the manja cake. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. You know. <laughs> I, I know something? all that stuff. You are of an Irish background. Yes. Uh, and the Irish flag isn't altogether too different from the Italian flag. Yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of a few the colors. Irish and the Italians, they're sort of similar in a way. Very, yeah. You know, Catholic cultural uh, yeah. drinking. Great food in both cultures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not so much Ireland. What is, it, what is a real good Irish dish? Oh, I think Mike was. I was joking, poking fun yeah, at yeah, Irish. I, know, I, I mean, but what is it, soda bread or something? Oh, <laughs> soda bread's great. You ever had soda bread? A bra- that dark bread? I'm telling you, it's good. Oh, yeah, maybe. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's always like a stew, like a like a meat and potato J- stew. Jacket potatoes? or Which is that honestly English? is a really great thing. It is good. A, a really good stew. You can't beat it. You Mulligan beat it. stew. Isn't yeah. that something? <laughs> mm, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My mom made a a uh, some sort of stew that had a can of Guinness in it. Who else does your mom have a crush on? Well, now, <laughs> Kim Coates, Jim Caviezel, who played Jesus in The Passion of the Christ, Mel Gibson's Aww. film, what? and then he went on to star in a sort of low-budget crime series called Lie to Me? No, is it Lie to Me or something? Wow. Anyway, uh, or Criminal Mind, uh, what, something. Anyway, Jesus, who is, uh, I think in real life, a very devout Catholic. Uh, who else? Who else? Oh, she loves... Uh, Canadian astronaut Chris Hadfield, <laughs> Commander Commander Chris. Well, because I Jim Caviezel, 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 and uh, Kim Coates, similar look, dark yeah. hair, uh, but uh, uh, Commander Chris Hadfield, yeah. different look. Uh, maybe she likes his personality more. She likes his personality. She likes his look. I think she loves his musical abilities. <laughs> She's stood in line to get him to sign a book more than once, and has gone. Oh to my see him god! Speak. Really. Several times, and uh, yeah, That's she really hilarious. loves Commander Hadfield. So, if you're listening, Chris, uh, give me a ring. She's available. I would love to get uh, your mom to meet him somehow. Well, she, oh, she yeah, did, but she in a better him, setting. Right, right. That's neat that well, she's lined up twice. Same book, yes. or um, she got them to sign an autograph think, twice. I think he has a couple different books. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's cute. That's hilarious. Uh, have any Italians ever gone into space? <laughs> that's great question. Uh, Armstrong, I mean, no. Aldrin, mm, not sounding. What was the Italian. other guy's name? It sounded like Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> he's Italian. Is, Is he, he really? Italian? Yeah. No, I don't know if he's. Bruce I mean, space. he's not. He's not a hundred. He's like half Italian. Yeah. yeah. Really? You well, know they do that. Well, like so, he didn't go to space. Like he didn't go to space. But I don't know. Like Italy doesn't really have a space program. I don't. I Why don't not? I don't know. They're too busy. Uh, you know, making sure all the fucking buildings look great. Oh. And also, they yeah. seem to have an election every six months or so. Yeah, it's the best. They have like 60 political parties. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, you know, the communists like are very strong. <laughs> They've always been. I love that. I love it. Um, but yeah, they, they always have a new president, prime minister. I don't know who they always have new. Is it the president or the prime minister? But they have two. Mm, right. You have the il presidente de la república. So you have the Ooh. president of the republic. Right. And the prime minister of the country. Um, Berlusconi was the big one that Ugh. was a real disgust. Like the last time when I went to Italy, it's like my family. I I can't even have my own cousin ran for the fascist party of Italy. No, Sandra, yeah. that's what? crazy, yeah, devastating. <laughs> the one that like Mussolini's granddaughter is the like fascist, part of. Yeah, I mean whatever. That She's on know. Twitter. Oh, she is. Yeah, yeah. He 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 ran for the party. I was like, I was like a fascist you? party. I know. Well, we wow. got one in Canada too. Do we? People's Party of Canada. Oh. So I just had the idea yesterday that our lobbyists are sharing the arts and culture platforms from all the parties as they come out. Right? And then I was like, oh, and then, you know, I had the idea the other day because I was like, we should share these platforms with the members, right? Just put mm-hmm. it out in like, you know, um, you know, because people should know what are the individual plat. Mm-hmm. But the I have to say, a notable platform because of um, because of how they started off their platform. The words they used was the Liberal Party. So the Liberal Party. I'm going to read this to you because I think it's pretty <laughs> cool, and I'm not. 
I'm being. I want to say that I'm nonpartisan. And this is Justin's party, just for the listeners yeah, at home. Yeah, this is Justin's yeah. party. Justin Trudeau. So, just so you know. Uh, hold on a sec. I'm gonna keep talking. I oh, while well, while Sandra's looking it up. Last week we had our election special. Oh, yeah, just want to reiterate that was we recorded that before the the whole we recorded issue it before happened, the the so. blackface brownface issue. So if you were wondering why we didn't talk about that, That's it's because uh, it had the news hadn't right. broken yet. Yes, sorry. So Sam. this was a liberal started their arts and culture platform mm-hmm. with this from the writers who tell our stories. To the comedians who make us laugh. Okay. Huh. To the artists whose music forms the soundtrack of our lives. Canadians are proud of the creativity we share with each other in the world. All like, right. that is... A, That's like, cool. I, I, yeah. It's new. It's like, it's kind of like really cool. Because, you know, obviously doing, you know, lobbying and doing this work is pretty crazy. And You know, yeah, very, that's a good point. Right. I mean, cause, because before you, uh, I mean, co-founded the Association of Standard Comedians... You know, there was no uh, organized group to, you know, pr- that might have helped influence the wording like uh, I'm like pretty that. sure it, it absolutely That's did. That's really cool. And it's really cool. Who do you think, and I'm just, I, you got me off on a, an imagine, a thought experiment. Who do you think Justin Trudeau's favorite stand-up comedians are? Wow. <laughs> how, do, how does he relax at the end of a, you know, rough week of oh, campaigning? Um, or? I think, like, I think he... I don't know. I think he he was on uh, uh, Corner Gas. <laughs> he was okay. a gasser. I would imagine that he probably you know likes some good satire. Right. Now, I mean, you know, I know that he's a champion of uh, what we see on our TVs. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, I don't know. I wonder. I I can't. I never really thought about it. I, I see Justin Trudeau as maybe uh, a Bill Burr man. I know. I know he's not Canadian. Uh, I could see him watching a Bill Burr special or. Uh, Maybe I think uh, he'd like Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Um, mm-hmm. And who else? Who else do you think? Oh, I'm trying to think of a dumb joke. Who was the blackface guy in the in the old Al Jolson? Al Jolson. Al Jolson. <laughs> Sorry, let's start over again. Who do you think uh, Trudeau would like, James? Mm. Al Jolson. Right there we go. That's, uh, that's no. James uh, for what, the win. What what band? Just to change it for a second, while we're on Trudeau, what music? What band do you think? He'd like. I'm gonna say uh, he loved the tragically hip. He cried when yeah. Mm-hmm. Harry Belafonte as well. He famously sang. <laughs> I'm gonna say Hoobastank. Hoobastank. Because remember pictures of Trudeau in the '90s? He looked very snowboardery. Yes. He had those kind of weird, yeah. uh, stylish sunglasses that were pretty lame. <laughs> you know, I bet he liked or or Incubus. I Incubus? bet he was like Incubus rocks. You think he he so, likes that kind of hard edged? No, uh, but later Incubus, not their right. early stuff. Okay. Anyway, sorry. No, <laughs> we no, were no, talking no. about. I, I mean, I'm just imagining what he might like. Can I ask you a question? You yeah. said you had a. Cu- you know, if you don't want to talk about this, it's okay. Your cousin ran in Italy for the fascist party. Yeah. Did you talk to your cousin about no. this? Or no. wow. Or no, do you, no. Are you? Are you? Do you? Know we're very well, close. We, we we've historically been very close with with his family. Like I haven't been there in over ten years. I think so. You know, I'll. I'll I'll talk to you know we'll we'll talk peripherally or talk on the phone, but like when I was there even just ten years ago, I just couldn't talk to them about politics because mm. it was after that earthquake. We're from like that where the earthquake was, where Aquila is. It's just underneath right. Rome. So um, they they everyone there was like, oh, Berlusconi helped us, and it's like fuck yourself. I'm like, I can't <laughs> believe that. I can't believe you would defend this lunatic, right? You know, and they did. I don't know, how, like yeah. So they're you know. They're anti-refugee. They were, anyways. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, that kind of shit. Think, if I had a cousin who ran for a fascist party, I, I think I too would have a hard time, uh, you know, being friends or just chatting is it with called them. like the fascist party of Italy, or is it just like how could you, like because you know what I, I mean? Like they don't have a great no. track record with you outright call it. No, that. it's not like I don't think it's called the fascist party, but it's like. It's like they have the Cinque Stelle, I think, is fascist. I'm not sure. What's that? Five stars. Wow. And they had also, the same way that in Ukraine has a comedian president, there was a comedian who was like the leader of Italy briefly, right? Or still? Really? Wasn't there a a Beppo something? Zeppo? Really? Maybe. (laughs) Beppo Zeppo. (laughs) The famous Italian. No, there wasn't a comedian who either almost became or was the leader for a bit. Really? Anyway. No idea. (sighs) Oh. So My many goodness. things to cover. Oh, yeah. Have you been to the Vatican? Yeah. I have, What's too. your review? Okay. But sorry to introduce It's unreal. 
It is. And it really is also like it is also very like a spiritual experience. You know, there's there's certain there's energy there. Um, you know, that's pretty amazing. Now, is it also a big gathering of gold? Yeah. Is it is it house right? Uh, you know, like they say that seventy percent of the world's monuments are in Italy, and most of them are in Rome, mm. and mm. most of them are in. Well, I wouldn't say most of them are in the Vatican because or Vatican City, but like all of Rome. You know, I don't know if you've been to Rome, but like it's so amazing when you go to Rome and you're like. You're going through the, the the fountain of Trevi. I was just thinking of Trevi Fountain. Yeah, it's insane. It's you're insane. walking through the street like you, you like it's whatever street, mm-hmm. and then you turn a corner and just right on the street is this incredible fountain that like should be in a museum just on the Isn't street. I know that's it's why crazy. I felt exactly. And mm. then you go to the then you go to the part of Rome that's like fashion, like the fascists where they have like a monument. They do have a monument to Mussolini, but it's like he's what? like he's he's like sort of he's fallen and oh. it's a weird it's a oh. weird thing. But like you know the way that Rome like in that area, what it looks like is is so different. You know, it's wow. really interesting. Can I ask? Is the fa- I've never been to Rome. Oh, you know, full disclosure, never been. It's insane. This Trevi Fountain. To put it in terms I can understand, is it bigger or smaller than the fountain in the Eaton Center that once an hour shoots up that big jet of water? And I used to go with my family when we visited Toronto, and that would be we would go <laughs> so and watch. That's wa- your Trevi Fountain. Watch that's I guess in Trevi. a way it is. You know that it's a robust fountain, but it, it, the Trevi Fountain's bigger. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But, Sorry, and it's Mike. not in the middle of a mall. That's the difference. Yeah, which could be you know positive or negative depending yeah, yeah. on how you feel about yeah. malls. Do they have like orange Julius's or Colonel's popcorn stores no. in Italy? Okay, because no. they have those in the Eaton Center. You would, probably wouldn't like it. Yeah. yeah, I mean they have McDonald's. They do have like <laughs> they'll have a McDonald's here and there. Uh, a lot of Lucasade. What's that? Every, when you go to Europe, Lucasade. What's that? It's like their Gatorade. You just all of a sudden everyone's got really? Lucasade. Lucas- yeah, oh, Lucasade. Okay. You know what I'm talking Does about? Does Ronald McDonald have a uh, different name in Italy <laughs> than here? I probably. Oh man, they serve different meat there. The food is different. Really? Oh yeah. Huh. Well, the food is just way better. I oh my god! Like, isn't yes. it ridiculous? Yes. That food is ridiculous. Yeah, you just go eat like you eat at a restaurant that looks sort of like eh, whatever, and it's just like this amazing pasta. It was amazing. Oh, it was I'm so great. So hungry right now. Yeah. Oof. And then I'm on I'm an sure. anti-inflammatory diet in case you oh, were going to wow. ask. So I. Uh, <laughs> what, what is nope. that? Uh, well, I went to see a naturopath. She put me on this diet. It was like just to you know stay away from foods that cause inflammation so okay. things like tomatoes i mean i'm really? italian tomatoes cause inflammation nightshade yeah eggplant okay so just i like, love it it's, it's really interesting because it's like you know it's just inter- like look i haven't followed it strictly completely because i'm just starting so it's like mm-hmm. i gotta rearrange parts of my life but or just change but it's been really great because you're like oh, okay this makes sense do you feel better since i you- do okay yeah i you know uh in the in England, I guess they call eggplant aubergine. Really, I love that. Yeah, aubergine. They also, yeah, aubergine. they also call zucchini courgette. Hmm. Both Where? in England, I think courgette. I oh, think wow. they do. Maybe it's not England, but I just European people. I've noticed they, right. they but aubergine. Zucchini is literally the Italian word. Zucchini, zucchini, and, and eggplant is melanzan. 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 Yeah. Beautiful. It's uh, everything sounds great. I was looking up Italian swear words today. <laughs> yeah, they're crazy. Stronzo. <laughs> they sound. They yeah. sound better. Uh, they sound better than yeah. uh, than Canadian swears like fuckhead. Well, I okay. Mean, fuckhead is great. Yeah. My mother's. My mother's. Uh, my mother. One of my mother's famous uh, swears is fuck ass. <laughs> She'll call somebody a fuck ass. <laughs> fuck ass. You know, it's like Italian. Everyone was like, "Fuck, look at this fuck ass," and I'm like, "This is the best." A fuck ass. This is the kind of thing that Stomp and Tom should have written a song about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like someone uh, in Sudbury using this interesting swear. Fuck ass. And fuck yeah. ass sounds better with sort of um, an Italian. Uh, I feel like said in a cadence of an yeah, Italian. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know if I could pull off like that guy is such a fuck ass, but hmm. the way you say it, much yeah. better. Yeah, because it's like, it's, you know, it's got the two, fuck head, okay, mm. but fuck ass, you're like, whoa. I mean, mm. I've never heard fuck ass, she invented it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Get a copyright on it. Yeah. Like, um, didn't that Kim That could Kardashian... be another screenplay idea, oh. the, the, the origin of fuck ass. Yeah, you know? that'd be a great title, the origin of fuck ass. <laughs> yeah, origin yeah. of the species, Yeah. origin of fuck ass. <laughs> oh, man. 
So, uh, <laughs> was there anything else you wanted to touch on before? Uh... Um, what else? Do we, so we've talked. We've covered a lot of ground during this oh, talk. Yeah. We talked about yeah Hollywood. It's over. Yeah. Um, we talked Hollywood. Talked about mm. Sudbury. Your bus trips. It <laughs> was a train trip or a flight or oh, a bus it was trip. A bus. Yeah. A bus. Yeah. Um, we talked about that. We talked about uh, mm. Rome and uh, the Vatican. We talked about your organization. The Canadian Association of Stand-Up Comedians. Um, what kind of uh, changes have you guys uh, created since the, the foundation, since, sorry, the organization has started? Well, we formed in 2018. We um, launched a petition so to have stand-up recognized as an art form. And while it still isn't, it, while it still isn't officially in the sense that you can't apply as a comedian yet, which is... Obviously, very frustrating for, for us. Yeah. Mm. Now they're they're telling us to they they, they you know we we just were in Ottawa in May and it's the second meeting we've had with the Canada Council for the Arts and they're telling us to, they're encouraging us to tell our members to apply but they still have to identify as a theater artist so okay. this is not work for us. Mm. Um, but it's like you know from what I'm learning it's like I feel like just like I like I was saying with that line I feel like. You know, things, at least in the mindset, are changing. Like, two weeks ago, we just launched the Pay Comedians campaign, um, which, uh, you know, is an awareness campaign about how comedians are not always paid. And, you know, this is an issue around the world. This is what I'm learning. Like, nobody else is doing what we're doing here, which is super cool. Now, our issues here are very peculiar and unique, right? And And so, but when you look at, like, artists around the world, comedians around the world, there's a lot of this stuff that's going on. So um, I think that just, you know, and from obviously working with lobbyists, working with other, we, we, you know, some of our closest allies have been in the music industry and that's what we're doing. That's how we're modeling, um, you know, our, lo- like we're looking to create the same infrastructure that music did. So right, we incorporated a, a, a not-for-profit, uh, like a legacy foundation, which is, um, do you guys familiar with Factor Grant? You know, the big Factor Music Grant? Yeah. So, and, and you know, it's no coincidence that we have the superstars that we do that are we're churning them out and they are recipients of a, you know, a very, um, you know, strong music industry, but that's because they've been lobbying for 20 years. Mm. So we incorporated a, a legacy foundation that, um, we haven't we haven't announced it yet, but we're just trying to get everything uh, you know um, together. But basically, the idea is that we have this comedy fund for comedians specifically, where we, you know we'd let's say have a board of ten a board of directors of ten people. Each person would be you know it would cost a hundred thousand dollars. So then right now then we'd have like a fund of a million dollars. And so that you know, comedians can access that f- that those grants for like albums, for touring, for you know, a web series, pilot, right. pilot, you know, pilot episodes. And we're also applying to the CRTC for it to become a an actual federally recognized uh, fund that broadcasters would have to um, contribute to. Right, ah, that would be cool. It would yeah. be neat to see. It feels like. You're seeing a bit more Canadian stuff on on TV, but it would be, be nice if it was that much. And I feel like it better. has it has it has something to do with the work that the work that we've been doing, and it's it's really kind of cool. It's like it's a long game, and it's you know very difficult sometimes. Like over the summer, I took a you know I took a break, and it was really great, and I really felt rejuvenated. And then the first week of September, we had a meeting, and I was like, all of a sudden, all the stress that I had thought I had gotten rid of came back. <laughs> Um, and, and then I was like, okay, just take now a break. And I did, but like, you know, this last two weeks were also stressful and it's, I'm just trying, like, I notice the emotions that come up that are, you know, not good. And then, and then I'm like, okay, let them go. Don't believe in them. Right. Because it's very easy to get mad at people. Here's the thing, Canada, in Canada. And it's like, now I've realized it's the entire, the, the entire, industry runs like this everyone figured out how to make money everyone creates on subsidy from the government and then they sell it as a profit they mm. do that with the tv shows they do that just for laughs i mean you mm. know breslin doesn't doesn't uh, get government subsidy but everyone figured out how to make money and now that we're you know here being like okay wait a minute you know 
what about all of this? People feel threatened and they don't mm. need to because we're literally looking to generate prosperity on another level. Like, you know, it's not like we're trying to take anything. We're just trying to open up more opportunities so that people make more money and right. make, you know, like it's not even just about making more money. It's making more content, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. This is why it's disturbing to me that people have an issue with, you know, what we're up to. You know, it's like we want to just open the opportunities for comedians by creating an infrastructure like they did in music. We're not, I yeah. mean, I'm not saying we are inventing it, but like we have these great allies who are like, hey, this is how it happened. This is the kind of things you could start to do, you know? Right. And and just by raising, to me, it's like comedy is our one of our country's greatest legacies, if not the greatest. And for me, like, Moving forward, once you know, there's really not much we can do right now, lobbying the government-wise because of the elections. But once the elections are called, the thing that I want to focus on the most is, um, you know, the uh, um, the export strategy. So when we were in uh, Ottawa in June and even the year before, but really this time we met with the Department of Heritage. It was our biggest meeting. And in there, there was like, you know, international trade, foreign affairs people. And I, I said, I was like, you know, we really, we really believe that we're in line with the new directive from the minister of heritage, which is, you know, to find new ways to export Canadian culture and identity. And we think there's no greater way than through stand-up comedy, even comedy, but stand-up comedy specifically Mm -hmm. and no cheaper way. And they were like, and then after the meeting, you know, uh, one of the people from international trade was like, look, we have 160 embassies around the world. Like, what? Well, like I, I said to them, like, let's forget about the United States. It's very complicated. It's hard to get in there. People, you know, you know what happens. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But what if instead we focused on just getting Canadians outside of the country and, and like, you know, marketing and moving tours around the world? Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden people are like, oh, my God. What's what's what are James and Mike doing in uh, Sweden? Oh, mm-hmm. They uh they got they got a tour. Mm. So there's Ooh. no support for any of this kind of stuff right now. Right. If we start to huh. build that support and the awareness, then you start to see the business come after it. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So cuz most of you know, it's not like especially in music. There's a lot of subsidy, but most of the money that's put towards it comes from private money. Right. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's just like um I mean, I don't know how long I would I would be working less necessarily with Cask, you know, in like what I want to just focus on is like some of these specific lobbying efforts, but you know, the day-to-day of running the organization like, you know, we get asked it's everything. It's like literally everything a lot of the time. Mm, but right. what was great though this summer was like I literally turned my brain off. And that was, you know, maybe the first time in my life. (laughs) But right now I'm like, I don't want this to suck up my energy. So once the documentary is screened in November, you're doing doing great work. Sorry. No, please go ahead, Mike. You're doing great work with with Cask. Tell us about this documentary. So it's called The Mayor of Comedy and it follows. Are you in it? Yeah. I'm, wow. I'm the. I'm, I mean, it, it's a story. It's a Canadian stand-up story. That's mm-hmm. how we call it. It it's a story about the Canadian stand-up business and the and the movement that I helped, or helped. I spearheaded, mm-hmm. but Definitely. I helped. Co- yeah. So that's what it's about. And it's it's called the Mayor of Comedy because uh you know in the documentary, uh and other people have said this too, but Phil said you know if there was a town, and the town was comedy, Sandra would be the mayor. So that's what it's called. Um. But it, but what's great about this this film is just that you know it's going to tell a story that's never been told. Nobody knows our story, and I think that that's really you know it's it's going to be powerful in that way because you know American comics will be like, what you need to pay fifteen thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars to come work here. Nobody knows the story. Nobody knows. So what do you? I'm sorry to interrupt. No. Do you show uh, how? Uh, do you show how the the difficulties that are faced by comedians and then. Yeah. Uh, do we see you going to Ottawa also in yep. this in this movie? We talk about the networks. We talk mm. about the festival. We talk about the clubs. Cool. You talk yeah. about CBC Gym. I'd love to hear some dirt on CBC Gym. Uh, you know, we we do talk about CBC, but you know what the documentary is focusing on though is like on that regard is just like you know the networks that are not making anything mm. and cbc really are the only people that are making anything mm-hmm. now you know you can debate the quality or the and you know a lot but i think i think that a lot of what they're doing or some of what they're doing is you know getting some world attention people are loving the contents like mm-hmm. make more of this shit 
Mm-hmm. But CTV and Bell, I mean, Bell and Rogers don't make any Canadian content. I mean, this is a really critical, you know, this is a huge issue. You know what and, they are showing? I'm sorry, I just, I, I rode the subway the other day and there was an ad for the new CTV fall lineup. Yeah. They're showing the final season, I think it's 11, of uh, Modern Family. They're showing uh, The Masked Singer and a new show called Almost Family about a crooked, have you heard of this? No. It's about a crooked uh, fertility doctor uh, who basically used his own jizz. jizz to make, I hate using that word, to make a bunch of kids. What's it called? Almost is a, Family. Is that an, that's probably an is American that show. It's an show? American, well, it's probably an adaptation of an Australian that, show or th- something. There's an Australian but show. It's about a jizz doctor. Th- th- that, the Australian hmm. show is really good. Hmm. So, <laughs> but that's it's a good the point. Real problem, <laughs> like in this country, that's our that is our problem. Well, there you go. it's it's sad to hear, but it's also inspiring to hear that you are working uh, to to change things and make it easier and better for uh, creators and fans. Mm-hmm, in the yeah. end, everyone wins. Yeah. Hopefully. Damn, well, but, thank uh, you so much, Sandra. And uh, again, amazing, amazing job. I, I, it's really cool. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, well, yeah, where can people see the documentary and stuff? Or okay, you don't know so, yet. Uh, so the documentary is going to be at the Ottawa Film, the Ottawa Canadian Film Festival. I'm sure everyone's heard of it. <laughs> but, but it's actually really nice that it's the it's going to be the premiere of the doc in Ottawa, considering, mm. you know. That's so you, that's yeah. on November 1st. Um, I think if you just go to the Ottawa Canadian Film Festival, you'll find it. It's called Mayor of Comedy. Mayor of Comedy. Um, and then at the Hamilton Film Festival on the fourth, and I th- and I th- pretty sure that the Toronto premiere will be on the fourteenth ish. Um, okay. So and that'll be announced very shortly. And, Excellent. Uh, that'll and be it- on your. Twitter or yeah, and if you go to mayorofcomedy.com, there's all that information. So Twitter, Instagram, my Twitter and Instagram, okay. Mayor of Comedy, Twitter and Instagram. Nice. Yes, I'll link to it in our uh, in the show yeah. notes. Yeah, excellent. Cool. That's great. So great. Well, thanks for joining us, Sandra. Oh, thanks for having me. Hope you had Thank a nice you for time. Coming. I had a great time, Michael. I'll see you next time. And you are not taking off those horns or any of that red ink on your on you. And uh, I'm not taking off my Oliver Twist stuff either. Uh, okay.